Hello, we are Fantasy on Draft. Welcome to episode numero two. I am NMFL with my co-host Miyagi po- Pocock. Howdy, howdy. You doing anything tonight? Oh. Say 5.20 Pacific Standard Time? I am definitely going to be sitting down with an alcoholic beverage and watching some football in a unique environment. I'm going to be doing it at a Beach Boys concert. Whew, there you go. Watch yeah. some football on the phone, little Beach Boys in the background. Yeah. Can't beat that. Jeez. Just put your feet up somewhere, get a beer, you'll be good to go. Yeah, absolutely. On today's episode, we are heading into week one of the NFL season. So we're going to touch on some news for the week. Little NFL news, how that correlates to fantasy football. We'll be talking about some league winners, a few guys that we picked that we think will help your team out. We're going to briefly talk about the drunken trade of the week, and finally we're going to finish by talking about one of our dynasty leagues that we are in. Give you a little breakdown, maybe some predictions for it. But first, let's get into our beer of the day. We are drinking a beer by uh, from Great Notion Brewing Company there in Portland, right, Miyagi? That is correct. And today we're going to be drinking the Ripe. It's a hazy IPA. Um, it's a fan favorite. Everybody's on the hazy tra- train still. Last couple years, it's really taken over. Um, they're kind of sweet, light, drinkable, um, but still a hefty alcohol content. Yeah, coming in at seven percent ABV, I can I can get down with it. I, I enjoy. It's a little sweet because of the haze, uh, but I I like it. I think it's really good. Heck yeah. I'll drink to that. Let's get into the news. Uh, start off, it came out. DeAndre Swift, he's good to go week one. Anything about that? Are you happy about that? Oh, I'm incredibly relieved that he's good to go. Uh, a couple notes. You know, he was battling with an injury, which is always scary leading into the season. It's hard to decipher if it's a serious injury or if they're just being cautious. It's hard to tell if, you know, maybe he's been indicted for murder or any random thing like that that you read on the internet, which is a real <laughs> real rumor we saw in the deep dives. Yeah, it was a Reddit post. A guy came out and said that his, quote, trusted source in Detroit said that the Detroit PD is going to be indicting him for murder here very quickly this week. There was another guy on the same post that called his friend in Chico, or Detroit PD <laughs> and asked him about it. And his friends said he had no idea what he's talking about. They have no interest even looking into the guy, nothing at all. It's actually an interesting approach. Um, I might just start floating a rumor that DK Metcalf is under investigation for tax evasion and murder just so I can try to acquire him. Yeah, get him, get him cheap on the trade. Yeah. I like it. I, you know, trusted sources have told me. And if you start at Reddit, you know, can make its way to the Internet. There you yeah. go. It goes to show, though, you really got to know who to trust. I mean, Shefty or nobody, right? Exactly. You got to look for those Shefty bombs. You need Shefty, maybe Jay Glazer. And now you got fantasy on draft. We'll be spitting the truth. The Holy Trinity. Austin Eckler was a DNP yesterday. That showed up kind of late, didn't practice. Hamstring injury. Any concerns with that? Uh, anytime there's a hamstring, I'm concerned. Those soft tissue uh, injuries. They can linger, they can be serious, they can hamper your entire season. Um, but Austin Eckler is a fitness freak. That dude just posts workout videos. I, I'm sure you've seen him at one point or another. He's doing one-handed pull-ups. He, like his, he takes very good care of his body. So um, if he's on the starting roster, uh, he's in my lineup. So. 
Yeah, I, I think so, too. I have a lot of shares of him, especially in redraft. I've drafted him a lot the last couple of days. Yeah. So I was on the YouTubes, and I found a page called the Fantasy Doctors, and they had a guy on. I don't, unfortunately, remember his name, but he's a medical doctor that works with athletes. He's a sport doctor. and He was saying that his injury last year for the average player would be an 8- to 10-week hamstring injury. Austin did it in about six weeks, got back on the field, and he was just saying how that shows that he's really taking it serious, really knows what he's doing, really in tune to his body. So he was saying he thinks he's good to go too. But let's keep an eye on the injury report for the next couple of days. If stuff does keep popping up, maybe we'll have to monitor it. But Yeah, I was worried enough to go out and acquire Justin Jackson in a trade. So Yeah, that makes sense. I picked up Roundtree in a league just to, just to have him. Yeah. I, don't, I think Justin Jackson is the, the handcuff, but I figured why not grab the rookie. Baltimore Ravens, they're having a tough time with their running back position. Justice Hill, the little quick scat back, he uh, has an Achilles injury. He's done for the year. What is going on in Baltimore? They brought in a bunch of guys and had him try out, and they added Le'Veon Bell to the practice squad. Anything you think Le'Veon's going to do anything? No, I don't think about Le'Veon Bell at all. <laughs> I, I, I think he had his opportunity last year. If he was ever going to show that he had anything left, um, I mean, in an Andy Reid offense where you were given opportunity with Pat Mahomes as your quarterback and you're known for catching the ball, if you couldn't show something there, uh, you don't have anything left to show, in my humble opinion. Yeah, I think he's just there for pass protection in case somebody gets injured and they have to throw somebody in. I don't really think he's going to do much. Definitely not fantasy-wise. Is there a guy who's mismanaged his career worse than, than Le'Veon Bell? That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, take a year off and then just downhill. Go to the Jets and, with the Adam Gase window. Have <laughs> <laughs> Frank Gore just overrun you. <laughs> Uh, Baltimore did sign a guy, Trenton Cannon, just to be on the 53-man roster for week one. He is a jag for sure. No need to even look him up. I'm sure as soon as Le'Veon opens the playbook, he'll be, he'll be on that team. Yeah. Uh, talk about a team that's mismanaged everything. The Houston Texans, they have decided to make Deshaun Watson active, but not play him. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm surprised the Texans didn't add Le'Veon Bell um, with how they managed their team. It's like a perfect match. I mean, you've got this all-world talent, Deshaun Watson. Um, yes, he's got allegations against him right now, but all this started when he wanted a trade um, because of how mismanaged the Texans are, and they're just kind of proving their point even more. Uh, I, I thought it was just petty spite, but I guess if they have him on the roster, it's going to be easier for them to trade him until the trade deadline. Um, so I guess there is a reason, but if you've got him and you're paying him, why not just throw him out there and make him do his job? Do something, do yeah. Do something. Do something. But never fear, in his place, they have Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Uh, the name Chargers is great, Tyrod Taylor. Chargers is it Tyrod Taylor. or is it Tyrod? I, I never know. It's, it's, uh, it's one of those for sure. Um, <laughs> I've, I've heard... Uh, both i'm pretty sure it's tyrod taylor but if i'm wrong it wouldn't be the first time and i apologize because i'm sympathetic to getting your name butchered the thursday game injury report for yesterday says dak he has a shoulder injury dak prescott he is good to go he had multiple days of full participation that's great news because as much as i love to hate the cowboys and watch them just suck all over the place 
Um, Dak's a fun player. The Cowboys are a fun team when he's a quarterback. They're exciting. He gets the, the ball down the field. They have so many players on that team that you want to see succeed for fantasy. You've got CD, you've got Zeke, you've got Amari Cooper. I mean, you've got so many aspects of fantasy football that are relying on him um, to get that offensive going. I think Kellen Moore is a badass play caller. I think he runs a great offense. I think him and Dak Prescott work well together. So I'm super excited to see him full speed on that field again, especially after that injury last year. That was nasty seeing. So. Yeah, I agree. He is he is fun. He makes the the team click, and they're a good fantasy team yeah. when they're going. <laughs> yes. Not always the best NFL team. One other thing to note for the Cowboys: Zach Martin, their Pro Bowl guard, is out week one. He is in the COVID list, so he cannot play week one. So that is something to keep an eye on. COVID, just making sure we don't forget about it. Exactly. For the Bucks. Chris Godwin, he has a quad injury. He was on the injury list, but he was listed as a full participant yesterday and should be good to go. Yeah, if you got him, start him. Got a, got a question of the week for you, Miyagi. Who are your league winners this year? Oh, man. Um, so I've got, I, I've got a few uh, that I was thinking about. Uh, initially, I was thinking... You know, Keenan Allen, I love Keenan Allen. It always seems like he's underdrafted. Um, you've got Herbert throwing him the ball now. So, But that just seemed too easy. That was like chalk. It's not even on the show, Doc. Um, <laughs> I was diving, diving super deep. Um, I want to go for those late rounders because I, I always try to target running backs early. They, they dry up so fast. I'm almost married to the idea of two running backs in the first two rounds. So that means you have to dig later for wide receivers. Um, so one of mine is um, Robbie Anderson. Is, uh, sorry, Corey Davis. Um, he's going to be the, you know, drafted as the number one receiver. Mac Jones definitely looks like he's going to be playing that part, um, getting the ball down the field and Zach accurately. Wilson. What'd I say? Mac Jones. Zach Wilson. <laughs> Sorry, it does say Mac Jones on our doc notes. We messed that up, but yeah. it's Zach Wilson. Well, when you when when you write the show doc, um, and your kids are talking to you and you're drinking, sometimes you get things confused. I confuse my own kids' names sometimes, so it's not shocking. I confused uh, <laughs> a couple of rookie quarterbacks in the NFL, but Zach Wilson, uh, by all uh, by all rights, looks like a stud. Accurate, gets a fall, ball down the field with some zip on it. Uh, I think him and uh, Corey Davis are going to have a good repertoire. He's got the tangibles to be a number one wide receiver on that team. So uh, I look forward to trying to draft him in the mid to later rounds so I can focus early in on my running backs. And then the way this year's been going, I seem to be targeting a tight end also pretty early. So that means I have to fill out my roster later with the wide receiver. So he's like the perfect candidate for how I'm trying to fill out that um, that roster if I do go that route. Yeah, he's he's been a great late-round guy. I've tried to scoop him up in a lot of places, too. My first guy is Dak Prescott. His ADP is number 58, but he's going out as quarterback six. And I think he's going to be quarterback two this year. He was quarterback two in 2019. In 2020, he was just on that crazy pace. He was on pace for almost 6,000 yards <laughs> and 38 total TDs. Um, he also would have had 710 pass attempts 
just to put some of those numbers in comparison, only Stafford has ever had a season of 700 pass attempts. Nobody else ever has. The NFL record for yards is 5,477, so he was almost 500 more than that. The Cowboys' defense is better, but they're still bad. So they're yeah. going to be in some bad bad game scripts where he has to chuck that ball around. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's also good for 350 or so yards rushing, and he looks like he gets about six touchdowns rushing yeah. every year Almost too. Almost religiously he gets six touchdowns. <laughs> so obviously Dak Prescott is a good player. He's not a super deep dive, but I just think he's going to outdo his – ADP and definitely his quarterback rank. I think he's going to go off this year. Definition of a league winner. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You can get him after some other guys that I think that aren't going to be quite as good as he's going to do. He's Mm going to he's going to put up some good stuff. Let's do uh, let's do a six pack of this. Who else? uh, Who else you got? Let's hear your second guy. Okay. Um, I mean, you got to practice what you preach here. So I got I got Henry Ruggs down. Um, His ADP is 73 right now. He's going in about the 13th round of redrafts. I'm just pumped. They got rid of Nelson Aguilar, uh, and I think Nelson Aguilar was keeping Henry Ruggs' seat warm. Uh, Aguilar sure. was putting up numbers last year. He had uh, chemistry with Carr. Uh, he was doing, outperforming what anybody thought Nelson Aguilar had left. Um, he's still young, but you know when he left Philly, everybody just, I mean, there's jokes about firefighters catching kids and saying we didn't drop them like Aguilar. Like, that was one of my favorite Aguilar. Aguilar. That's how much shade this dude was getting for for being a bust from the draft, and he produced last year. Now you got Henry Ruggs, who was drafted in the first round, who's explosive as all get out. Uh, He's got rock-solid hands. I've seen this dude snatch some balls out of the air that that are insane. He's a strong route runner. He's not just a burner who's just going to be running nine routes, hauling ass down the field. He has the capability of developing an incredibly solid um, route tree. I mean, he's, he's got it. He just needs Gruden to utilize it, which is why he's so yep. uh, far down in, in normal drafts. Because honestly, Gruden's terrifying. I mean, he's he he can draft somebody like Josh Jacobs and uh, who's known for his pass catching in college and not pass him the ball. Like he he, he does weird things like that. So I'm I'm just hoping um, with Aguilar gone. Uh, Rugs another year working with Carr. They're going to develop a, a relationship and some chemistry, and I'm hoping he's just going to explode this year. So I did trade for him in a league. Um, so I'm super pumped to have him in at least one league. I'm trying to get him in some other leagues, but I think other people are on to him. Yeah, I think that he'll slowly moving up, and I'm sure once game starts, I think he'll move up, move up even more. I kind of feel it was – the Raiders of old would draft a guy and literally make him run nine routes yeah. over and over and over again. I, I hope that they're not going to do that. Let's let the guy run some slants, run some ins, run some outs, and actually use his speed in ways that doesn't just stretch the field for other guys. Yeah, there's there's players where you watch them, it's just funny because they look different on the field with the, the speed that they put out. One of my favorite video clips is Tyreek Hill uh, chasing down Damian Williams as he's spreading for oh, like a 90-yard yeah. touchdown yeah. and hills across the field and still catches up to him. And you can just watch him. And you're like, that dude's different. And I see that with Henry Ruggs a lot of time, even on plays that he's not involved in. So, My second guy is Robbie Anderson. His uh, ADP is number 80. He's coming off the board at wide receiver number 33. And I think he can beat that pretty easily. I think he beats uh, ADP of, of 50, and I think he gets up to right around wide receiver number 20. Last, I hope so. 
Yeah, last season was kind of a tale of two halves. In the beginning, he was he was great. He was catching everything. He was putting up yards. He everyone thought he was the the guy. And then the offense kind of caught up a little bit. They started using Curtis Samuel got way more involved. And when that happened, his catches went down. His yards went down. But this year, Samuel's gone. He's easily going to be the 1B to DJ Moore's 1A. And I think that he can put up numbers that will stay more consistent with his, than his first half of the season. Yeah, and he's he's shown a chemistry with Sam Darnold before. Um, it was even fighting through an Adam Gase offense, um, and he still got the ball to Robbie Anderson. So they like each other. He Definitely. you know, campaigned to get Darnold there. Um, I'm hoping that it doesn't just go back again to what we were just talking about, Ruggs, like how he was utilized in, in New York, just running down the field and will throw the ball to you 50 yards down the field because he's shown he's much more than that. Um, and he's with his college coach, again, who utilized the heck out of him in college uh, for his route running ability uh, as well as his speed. So I'm hoping all those things working together, um, I hope Robbie Anderson just really, really breaks out. So He also – had only three touchdowns last year, all of last year, and, you know, that number, if he can get it up to even, you know, six, seven, which is definitely a possibility in this offense, I think that he can he can jump up the ADP list and, and finish a lot higher than he's being drafted. I think he'll definitely sneak in to lineups and help you win your league. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he's, he's acquirable. If you need to trade for him, he's another one of those guys where you can just go out and try to get him right now before the season starts. Um, because I, I've had Robbie Anderson on one of my fantasy teams for, for years now because I drafted him in the startup, and he's not somebody anybody wants to trade for. Right, Even right. Even when he started out crazy last year, he was catching 100 yards a game, and he was, I think, up in the top five or six wide receivers yep, the first yep. couple games of the season. Like, still nobody wanted him. So I held on to him happily, and I'm hoping that just keeps keeps increasing. It's it's almost like the Robert Woods things, where it's like doesn't matter how good he is, people are kind of hesitant, um, even though he's consistently shown he can he can make big plays, and they're, they're trying to get the ball to him. Definitely. Who's your last guy? So my last guy, um, I did go running back just in case uh, a little bit later on in the in the in the rounds. You know, I think he's going in the fifth or sixth round right now. I didn't I didn't look up the ADP. Um, but Damian Harris, uh, future star running back for the New England Patriots. So many people, uh, rightly so, were down on him because he didn't have a whole lot of touchdown upside. When you had somebody like Cam Newton at quarterback, they give him the ball. It's proven to work. He gets Stealing those touchdowns. Yeah. Um, but uh, just watching Damian Harris last year, um, he looks good on the field. He's got some breakaway speed. He knows how to find a gap and get through there quickly. Um, it, coming out of college, he was in the same draft as Josh Jacobs. They both went to Alabama. And I'm not a big film nerd. I don't claim to be like a college uh, deep diver or anything like that. But I do remember watching some Alabama games, and I thought they were both incredible running backs. And um, Damian Harris did get a bulk of the carries with Josh Jacobs on that team. And I think that talent still carries through. And again, Bill Belichick being buddy-buddy with Nick Saban, like he drafted him on that team to use him. And I think with Cam Newton out of the way now, I think he's got some good touchdown upside. He likes using those big running backs to power him in on the goal line. 
a la LeGarrette Blunt years. I don't anticipate him getting 17 touchdowns, but I think if he hit 10 touchdowns, I wouldn't be super shocked. Yeah, he's he was nice, especially in da- Dynasty, because people could get him late or you had him stashed on your bench, and then as soon as the Sony Michelle news broke, he popped up really high. In redraft, he is getting to the point where people are kind of figuring him out and he's sneaking up the list a little bit, so you can't quite get him as late as you were in the beginning, which I think just proves how well he's been doing and it proves that people agree that he can be a, a better back than originally thought. Yeah, it's a new dynamic of running a podcast because I don't want to talk about all these people and players that, sure. <laughs> that, that I'm like trying to target and I think they have this sneaky upside. And, you know, if we're talking about it, hopefully, as we said earlier, you can trust us when we're telling you these things that we believe wholeheartedly with our heart. (laughs) But we don't want you running out and taking them from us. That is for (laughs) sure. Um, The Sony Michelle trade actually leads right into my last guy. My last guy actually is Sony Michelle. Oh, yeah. I didn't even mention the Sony Michelle part of it. I was just going on Cam Newton being there. But, yeah, that was another reason. Yeah. Sony Michelle got traded to the Los Angeles Rams, and his ADP is at 136. He's coming off the board as running back 45. And hot take, I think he ends up beating Daryl Henderson this year. I think he ends up higher fantasy numbers than Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson right now is going off the board as RB21. So I think Sony Michelle can get to RB21. I think Sony Michelle can get to RB20. I think Sony Michelle can get to RB20. But <laughs> like, How high can you for go? where he's going, I think that he's definitely going to be someone that can help you. RB20, that's that's an oh, RB2. That's in your starting lineup. <laughs> that helps your team out. I was looking at some different stuff. Daryl Henderson was drafted in 2019. He was a third-round draft pick. He played in 13 games, and he hardly touched the ball. He had 38 carries. He had six targets, zero touchdowns. But he also had a guy named Todd Gurley playing, and Todd Gurley was only about six inches away from the cliff, but he still hadn't put a toe over it yet. So Daryl Henderson was behind him, and it was obvious with the number of touches he got, number of snaps he got. Then in 2020, they drafted Cam Akers in the second round. Um, So Daryl Henderson again was a third rounder they went the next year decided to draft a second rounder so i feel that they didn't have faith in him in the beginning of 2020 daryl henderson was having decent snap percentage he was in the 40 to 55 percent to about game seven then cam Akers basically took over around game eight and got most of the the carries until the end of the year. I think he was nicked up. But I just don't think they trust Daryl Henderson to be the guy that people are drafting him to be. He is small. He's 5'8", 200 pounds. Sonny Michelle's coming in 5'11", 215. Sonny Michelle has proven that he can get the goal line work inside the five. Um, In 2018, he had 12 carries inside the and scored four touchdowns, which isn't a super great percentage, but it's still, compared to some of the other guys in the league, it's not that far off. In 2019, he had 12 again. He got five touchdowns. 2020, Cam Newton, he only got one chance, but he did score that touchdown. I think 
the bigger guy is going to get in there on the goal line, score the touchdowns. But I also think Sonny Michelle is a sneaky receiver. I think he can catch the ball. When he was at Georgia, he used to catch the ball fairly well. And, and when he had the ball in his hands, he was good. So I just think that they want Henderson to be a complimentary back, and they went out and traded for Sonny Michelle, and I think he's going to have better numbers. So I was thinking of all the reasons why you're wrong. Uh, uh, through the whole breakdown of your stats there, until you said nice complimentary back. Um, I think I think there's a spot for him in this offense for sure. I think even when um, Xavier Jones Xavier Jones was uh, the backup to uh, Daryl Henderson, I anticipated him getting some touches for sure. Uh, so I anticipate Sony Michelle getting those touches. But I think Daryl Henderson is going to be getting the majority of the work. Um, they drafted Cam Akers last year to be awesome. Uh, towards the end of the year, he was. But in, when Daryl Henderson was playing, he was putting up numbers. He um, had several good games where he was usable. Uh, I don't have the stats in front of me right now, but I did have him on one of my teams. And I remember starting him enough times where I know he was putting up decent numbers. Um, and I don't see Sony Michelle overtaking him as the starter. I do think Sony Michelle will have some value, um, but I, I still think the bulk of the work is going to go to Daryl Henderson, um, who's going to be catching the ball. Uh, he's quick. He uh, penetrates the hole at the, at the line of scrimmage quickly. He, he's got burst speed. Um, same thing, though, with some of the other running backs we've talked about. You just got to stay healthy. He has got injured. Um, but that's not saying Sony Michelle is the peak of, of health. Uh, he, you know, much like Todd Gurley, has had some knee problems. Uh, he seems to suffer from soft tissue injuries and, and takes a lot longer to get back on the field than you would hope. Um, so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you that Sony Michelle has value, but I don't think he's got as much value as as you do. But um, it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. Maybe we can bet something on it. Yeah, we'll definitely have to bring that up later and come up with a bet. I think that Sonny Michelle's knees are an issue. I think Sonny Michelle, they have to have another back to take over some of that load. He can't go out there and be a, a workhorse back, and I don't see him trying to be a workhorse back. But I do see him putting up better numbers than, than Henderson. I Looking – at Henderson's stats, in the beginning of last year, he had a few games that were really good, but he also had a lot of games that were garbage. I mean, he had a lot of games where two yards per carry, two and a half yards per carry, 1.9 yards per carry. Um, and I don't have in front of me how many of those games he was there and Cam, Cam Akers, Akers wasn't there. So I'm not necessarily saying that those were full games where he took over and, and had the ball 20 times or anything like that. I just don't think that they're prepared to give him the full workload. I also don't think they're prepared to give Sonny Michelle the full workload. I just think when it's said and done, I think Sonny Michelle will have better numbers. I think Sonny Michelle will have more touchdowns. And I think Sonny Michelle will get into the RB2 conversation, which if you look at it, the end of the running backs two aren't workhorses. They're not putting up, you know, a thousand yards and so many catches. So I just think at where he's going and what you can get him for, 
I think he'll be a serviceable, especially a flex player for you. I think he will do that. And I am definitely down on Daryl Henderson there. I don't think he has it. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. That's the best part of fantasy football and even the NFL, you know, as a whole. We get to say these things and then see what happens. And, you know, a lot of times we take a pie to the face when we make a bet and we're wrong there. See, this podcast is already doing great things. I called out one butt fumble last year, week about not getting the pie to the face. And yesterday we got a video of three of his daughters just smashing, smashing pies right to his face. So we're already doing the Lord's work. Yeah, I saw that video. It was great. Way to go, butt fumble. Way to take the pie to the face, man. Your kids are better than you, by the way. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> So now we've been uh, talking for a little bit, and we've been drinking a little bit, working on our beer of the day. What's what's got you buzzed? What's got you excited? Uh, fantasy football, motherfucking football. Oh, <laughs> real. How's that even a question? We have fucking real live football tonight, and then a whole bunch for the next several months. It'll be football, and then after that, we'll be footballing, and then in between, there'll be some football. And then at some point, I'll say hi to my wife and five kids, but only while I'm watching football. It's, it's football, man. That's what's got you buzzed right now. It's like, football. There is nothing else. I was trying to think of anything else got me buzzed, and it's football. That's, that's all there is. I'm, I've, I'm I've so excited. got a lot of, like, really good things going on in my life right now. Like, I went to a bunch of concerts. I'm going to see Corn this weekend. To, like, uh, Beach Boy. It's football. Football. Definitely. Kid lost his first tooth. I don't care. Like, Dak Prescott's starting this week, dude. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, don't forget, set your lineups. It's go, go time. Tonight's the night. We got uh, games are starting. You got to get your lineup set. I've been joking this week. I have way too many lineups and how long I've had to sit down and and start going through them. But it's been fun to do. I can't wait to start getting scores in tonight and start talking shit and seeing who's winning. So much shit talking. That's my favorite. I'm not going to – it might make me a bad person. That's my favorite part. I love talking shit. Um, pro tip, though, and I'm stealing this directly from the fantasy football. I was just going to say this, so I'm glad, okay. I'm glad <laughs> so, you're doing it. So the, anybody you have in your lineup, if they're in your flex position and they're playing tonight, move them to your starting lineup at their position. It gives you more flexibility. It, this is more important now and last year than ever before with COVID. We were just talking about Zach Martin not playing. If somebody gets exposed to COVID – or uh, there's a, a positive test for it, and they can't start, you do not want to have to scramble around to fill a running back position when you have an awesome wide receiver that you could have in your flex. So move your players out of your flex positions tonight if they're playing into their, their category that they would normally be in. And that way it just gives you more flexibility. It, it's happened to me. I can't even count how many times. This is one of the most valuable tools you can do as a fantasy player is – realize when they're the early games and move them out of that position even during the week like just have it in your head it doesn't mean that you value them over the position you have your wide receiver that's exactly that's what i was going to say i've always for as long as i can remember i set my lineup where christian mccaffrey he goes in my running back spot because he's my best (laughs) running back he doesn't go into your best wide receiver too he doesn't (laughs) true he doesn't go in my flex spot he's not flex worthy he's my running back worthy and it it's only been about two years now that I heard that, and now it's become a staple. Yeah. Go in. If you have somebody playing on a Thursday game, 
put them in the actual position. If you, even if he's your flex running back, your third mm-hmm. running back, if you're going to play him tonight, put him in the running back spot, put Christian McCaffrey in the flex spot. Because if Christian McCaffrey gets exposed to COVID and is out, right. and you don't have another running back, and you have to go try to scramble and find Marlon Mack off the waiver wire and hope he gets two <laughs> carries because – you have to put him in the running back spot. That doesn't do you any good. When you have Robbie Anderson on your bench who could slide right into the flex spot and score you 15 points. So great, great call. I was thinking the same way you were. Let's make sure to, to move that. Sometimes in this game we love, people mix a little too many beers of the day with a fantasy app. And they start sending out trade requests. I would never. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. I'm bad with, I'm bad with the waiver wire pickups. It's a fab. This is the drunken trade of the week. It is brought to you by at Bad Fantasy Football Trades on Facebook. This one is actually pulled right from that page. And I love the title, <laughs> Banger Alert. I'm, just, I'm glad this wasn't one of mine. <laughs> me too. Me too. This is this is one that you see it and just can't get around. And you know the names were not blacked out, but I probably won't say them anyways. But you know who you are. If this is you and you sent this, just you, go join the Facebook group. You'll, you'll find that you'll find the trade. <laughs> yeah, that's bad fantasy football trades on Facebook. This trade offer, this gentleman who posted it, he gets to receive. I'm on St. Brown. I'm on Ross St. Brown. That's what he's getting. Rookie wide receiver from Detroit could could end up. Yeah, I mean they just uh, they just cut Bashad Perryman, so they spot for him. He's good. Yeah. So he gets St. Brown, and all it costs him is DK Metcalf. You mean tax evasion suspected for murder, DK Metcalf? Maybe that's (laughs) maybe he knows something that that we don't know. Does he have a trusted source on this? That's a real question. But that is hot garbage. That is one of the worst I've ever seen. Even even if DK Metcalf were suspected of murder and tax evasion, I would still take him over on Saint Brown right now. (laughs) Yeah, DK Metcalf with a broken foot, I would still take him. Yeah, I mean, I would probably have DK Metcalf even if he could only play on defense. Don't do this, folks. I know there's – I hear it all the time. Well, it just starts a conversation. This That doesn't. That starts a conversation about people talking shit about you. This gets you on the internet of people making fun of you and telling you how bad of a person you are and no one likes you and you have no friends and you're going to die alone. Somebody actually did that to me. That's exactly what I was (laughs) – you're referencing my BFF. It's my best friend now. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, what's, what's even great about these types of trades is when they try to explain to you why you should take it. Um, I mean, like I was just like, well, they just caught Rashad Perryman. I'm going to say, Brown, his upside is insane. <laughs> um, if you have to explain that in depth and you're trying to acquire one of the top three dynasty wide receivers – then you're garbage. That's Hot garbage. Like, I don't. Your friends hate you. Again, go to at Bad Fantasy Football Trades. Check all this out. You can check out this trade. You can see who did it. You can find the names. You can also find where Miyagi has a best friend that tells him that he's going to die alone because of fake trades that were sent. <laughs> You can find the trade where Miyagi traded me Eli Manning and I traded him back nothing, and I was the one mad about that trade. I won the trade for sure. I needed a roster spot. 
And I needed to tank. <laughs> it was not good. We are going to get into our Dynasty League and just kind of talk about our Dynasty League a little bit. Our, this is a 10-man half-point PPR super flex league. It is our expert Dynasty League, but it e is spelled E-K-S-P-U-R-T. It's a play on the word expert. For advanced players, but it's not, so it's EK Spurt. Uh, it is funny, people did think that it was like the EA video game, um, so okay. now it's a thing. I think it's actually even on the trophy. It says EK Spurt. Yeah. It's in the game. You know what else is on that trophy? Well, I do know what else is on that trophy. The league was formed in 2019. This is what Miyagi is talking about. In that year, in year one, Miyagi won. Miyagi won year one. He took the took the ship, took the trophy, had it home, rubbed it in everybody's face. Oh, because I was that's incredibly what... humble about it. Are you, <laughs> I mean, I took more family photos on Christmas with that trophy than my actual wife and kids. Yeah, I think it actually might have been his Christmas picture, his family picture, but there was no family. Yeah, it was just it, him and the trophy. It was, it, you could kind of see a little bit on the side my wife just viciously rolling her eyeballs at me like, She's got big brown eyes, and they were all the way in the back of her head. It was, it was awesome. That year was good for me. I scored, I think it was 224 points in my last game of the year, which was the Troll Bowl, uh, the Toilet Bowl there. And so I finished an awesome ninth because I just blew out my opponent there. So in the first year, I finished ninth. Miyagi won. Uh, 2020. I made the playoffs. I finished sixth. I just made it. Miyagi finished in fifth and made the playoffs as well. It was it was rough. I, I had one of those years where I had um, just injury after injury. Yeah, you had injury. Austin Eckler on that team. Yeah, and um, Michael Tom. It, it was just brutal. And then, but at the end of the year, I I also had Alvin Kamara. Um, so he was keeping me in it enough. So right at the end, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to try to chase this playoff run. I made a couple trades. Got um, Aaron Jones. They got uh, Kittle in a trade. Um, everything worked out pretty well, but it just wasn't enough uh, to go all the way to the ship. But it was, it was a rough one last year. Yeah, we actually both lost our first round of the playoffs, and we played each other in the fifth, sixth place game. <laughs> Uh, and Miyagi kicked my ass. He won, so he finished fifth. I finished sixth. But in our league, in our dynasty league, the way it's set up is the winner of that game actually gets the fifth place pick. Uh, pick number five, I mean. So to try to just make it so that that game actually matters and everybody's just not trying to score zero. So that's how we do it. So Miyagi actually got pick five. I got pick six. Oh, we, was... we traded those picks, though, so. Well, we probably traded all our picks. I, so. Well, no, to each other. So you, oh, uh, you won. Right. That. <laughs> you won that. Yeah, yay me! I actually yeah, did job, something. You, you planned it. This actually is a league that I have done the worst trade of all time. Oh, oh yeah! Please tell us. Uh, I have actually completely forgotten about this trade. I, I blacked it out completely until about two months ago somebody brought it up and oh, that I, was me and i couldn't remember it i didn't know what they were talking about and i went back and looked and it brought back all those painful memories and shame that's why you were in the troll bowl the first year oh gosh yeah so in the very first year 2019 i didn't really like my team a whole lot and i thought that i was going to try to tank 
the way to properly tank is you trade good players, your better players, and you get some prospects, but worse players. So I had this awesome idea to trade for Cam Newton right as he went on IR that, that year. And he had hurt his shoulder, and I thought, I'll get Cam Newton now. At the low. Throw him in my IR spot. He's not going to help me at all. When he comes back, I'll be ready to go. I'll have Cam Newton. Are you kidding me? The guy was like number two in fantasy just a few years before that. So what I did is I traded A.J. Brown from Tennessee. Never heard of him. Rookie. He was his first 10 games of the season. He never had a game more than five catches. He had three touchdowns, and he had one game over 70% of snaps. I traded him right at his bye, week mm -hmm. 11. I also traded Ryan Tannehill, who was a nobody. He had floated. He's a team. backup. Yeah, he was, he was a backup. He's a backup. He took over uh, about game six. And through game six through ten, again, I traded in week 11, he had eight TDs, four interceptions. He'd had two games over 300 yards, but he had three games under 200 yards. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. he was as mediocre as possible. So I traded the combo, Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown. In turn, <laughs> I got my boy. I got my boy Cam Newton. Got, you got what you set out to do. I got my boy Let's Cam Newton. Set him on my bench. I also got Frank Gore. Because I could play Frank Gore, and he would score me six points a week. Yeah. I was so happy. I think, actually, if I remember correctly, let me look real quick. Yeah, I, I also gave a 2023rd. <laughs> I just was so certain that Cam Newton was going to be the guy. Cam Newton. Yeah. And um, that's why I finished ninth and sixth, and I'm still middle of the pack yeah, right, yeah, right yeah. now. I mean, let's, let's, uh, let's look back on how this is. Played out. So the last two years, uh, Ryan Tannehill compared to Cam Newton. Ryan Tannehill's what about quarterback seven? Uh, yeah, and normally he outperforms that on also. a yeah, yeah. team that doesn't even pass the ball that much. Yeah, yeah. Still just but super when they super do efficient. Pass the ball, they pass it to AJ Brown. Oh yeah, AJ Brown. He <laughs> um, so after AJ Brown's bye, uh, so the last six games of that year. He had five touchdowns in six games. Yeah. He had four games over 100 yards, mm -hmm. four out of six. Zero games under 70% snaps, and five games with 80-plus percent snaps. Yeah, he's really good and very, very much a part of that offense. Um, I, I don't know how much of it is the system – but they seem to have this ability to utilize specific players and maximize that. So you've got Derrick Henry, who gets everything, and he should. He just runs through brick walls. Uh, and they maximize his potential that way. Then you have A.J. Brown, their wide receiver, who just maximizes his potential. Uh, you know, every play, it's perfectly dialed in so he's got some room to run around and he's almost always getting yards after the catch that just 
once you get this dude going, it's crazy because you know you have him standing next to DK Metcalf in college, and you're like, oh, okay, well, DK's a beast. This guy's a beast too, man. Beast. He just, just yak yards for days. Oh like, man, yeah. it's, it's it's insane. So, um, yeah, that was a real, real shit trade. Man. Yeah, you're horrible. my friend, but One of the that worst. was. I kind of think you're stupid. It's funny when you. I remember you brought it up a couple months ago, <laughs> and I had completely blacked it out i forgot yeah, and then yeah, i I, would have I looked in it and then i i looked at you and i said man why don't you bring this up more often why don't you just talk more shit to me and you, and you basically said i'm your friend i'm only gonna do it every now and then so I, it makes I it better appreciate when, I, that. when i only mention it every now and then because it stings more it gives that time to build up where you almost forget about it and i'm like no you're you're really bad and frank frank gore his goal i think was to play until his son made the league and Man, he failed at that. It's like the only thing he failed at in the NFL. What a loser. <laughs> this league also, I don't even know if you actually remember correctly, this league also brought up one of the best trades that I can think of in in history of our Dynasty League. Do you remember uh, the trade correctly, the trade with you and Sandeep? Oh, God, do I? <laughs> That's right. So, um, yeah, I had Antonio Brown... And it was uh, in the heart of Antonio Brown losing his mind. Uh, he just signed with the Raiders. Every single week, a new insane thing was coming out about Antonio Brown. And I also had Sammy Watkins, uh, you know, king of the 2014 wide receiver class that is just, you know, full of huge Hall of Fame potential wide receivers. And one of the other ones is Mike Evans. And I wanted Mike Evans. So I sent a trade out before the season started uh, for Sammy Watkins, who was on the Chiefs, uh, working with Pat Mahomes, had some potential, um, and Antonio Brown, future Hall of Famer Antonio Brown, with his skill set. Um, he hadn't totally gone off the deep end yet. And um, I let it sit there. I sent it to Sandeep for, for Mike Evans. And um, after week one, I just left the trade there. After week one, it's when... Sammy Watkins had gone bananas. Did big things. Yeah, like what, 200 and something yards, three touchdowns. Something like that. Just yeah, something stupid. Yeah, yeah, it was something stupid. And um, that, I, think, I think that one week, he didn't match the point total for that week until week 11 with his combined Right, points. the rest so, of the game. But yeah. after, that, after that week, um, and the rumors were floating around that Antonio Brown might go to the Patriots, and uh, this guy is a huge Patriots fan. So all these things combined, he hit accept on that trade. And I got Mike Evans, and I got rid of Sammy Watkins and Antonio Brown. Um, now, that year, Mike Evans, uh, it was uh, before Tom Brady was there. He just had Jameis Winston YOLO in it down the field. Uh, dude went bananas. Uh, I, that's when I won the championship that year. I'm I'm really I'm really happy right now. I'm really happy that you've told that story many times, and I'm happy that you remember it that way. But it's wrong. Oh no! <laughs> okay. And I am happy. You're going to be happy. Trust me. Okay. So I went back on Sleeper and found the trades to look at them because that's just such a too good of a story to be true. <laughs> and it's because it's not. Okay. So. Most of that is correct. You did send him a trade for Mike Evans, 
and the Sammy Watkins week one is what made him hit accept. That trade was Mike Evans for Sammy Watkins and Josh Gordon. Oh, Josh Gordon, that's right. Okay, so hear that again. Mike Evans for Sammy Watkins and Josh Gordon. Oh, man. Then, then there was a second trade that was, again, the way you told the story, it was accepted when Antonio Brown was going to the Patriots. Do you want to know what this one was? My gosh, you're an asshole. You sent... I don't know who sent it. I don't even care. You gave up Antonio Brown. 2019, right about the time he was going to the Patriots. Game one, he was really good. Yeah. Scored a touchdown, whatever. You got back Cortland Sutton. Debo Samuel. And a 2023rd. So the way you told the story was Mike Evans for Antonio Browns and Sammy Watkins. What it actually is, is Mike Evans, Cortland Sutton, Debo Samuel, and a third for Antonio Browns, Sammy Watkins, and you had to throw in Josh Gordon. Man, I feel like I lost that one. <laughs> Whew. So is that's that why Deep won't trade with me anymore? Probably. Damn, that's why he I doesn't get... trade with anybody. Oh, man. Um, but that, that. So that le- this league is a great league. It has brought up the worst trade of all time, and I'd say uh, two of the best of all times, especially when you put them together as close as they were together and the, the same two guys. So it's, well it, done, it, sir. It is an important thing to try to run off of news. Like, stay current. you got to know what's going on with the league because – and know your know your league mates too. Like I know, Deep is a Patriots fan. I know because he's fucking obnoxious about it, <laughs> and um, he will tell you he's like one of those CrossFit people or keto people. He's like, oh, Patriots. I'm a vegan. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, utilize that, you know. And then, um, not to further boast or anything, but I turned Cortland Sutton into Michael Thomas, and that's what won me that championship too. Um. I will go and I'll, I'll give you my ranking for the what I think the, the 2021 season will be in this league. Just kind of list everybody in order and go from there. And then we can touch on some teams that I think need to touch on and some others we probably won't. Um, I ranked them for 2021. I actually have you uh, ranked as the, the number one team. Oh, man, uh, I hope so. I think some of the guys you got going, you have Saquon, you have Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, um, Mike Evans, you now have Cooper Cup and Bobby Trees, but both are such solid guys. In the tight end position, you have Kittle and Waller. Yeah. Um, so that's that's great. And you have Michael Thomas. If he does come back this year after week six and has even a decent Michael Thomas year, you'll be hard to beat there. And that's also the league I just traded for rugs in because I do have a lot of um, anticipated times where I'm going to have to fill in a boom or bust player. Um, and I like having him as an option there. So that, that's why I targeted him in that league specifically as well. And I got Justin Fields. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the quarterback um, play is going to be – it is a super flex. Um, I actually – didn't put down who your quarterbacks are. Oh, right I'll now, tell you, I, I have, have uh, Matt good. Stafford. Yeah. Um, and I have uh, Big Ben and Carson Wentz. And um, 
oh, my boy, uh, fits magic. And, and then I actually have uh, Fields in my taxi spot right now. Uh, I figure it's in. a safe bet to keep him in my taxi squad um, because I don't really need him eating up a roster because once he starts, he's going he's gonna to hold on to that. So if he, the second he gets the start, I'm, I'm moving him out of my taxi squad. But until then, there's no chance I'm just going to put him in on a whim. So uh, he's chilling in my taxi squad right now. I do have enough uh, quarterbacks to fill out my roster in a winning fashion, I believe, until uh, Fields uh, takes the field. I didn't intend to do that. (laughs) So it also looks like, though, even having you ranked as high, ranked as number one, you also have two 23 first-round picks and two 23 second-round picks. So able to restock the cupboards as you you go as well. Yeah. um, So actually in this league – Um, At one point for the 2021 draft class that we just did, I had four first-round picks also. And that's um, when I did what I talked about in our first episode. I traded those in various ways to acquire Matt Stafford and to acquire Eckler. And um, I still managed to hold on to um, a high first-round draft pick to take fields. So there is ways to work around those uh, draft picks to gain, to gain proven commodities. I think Stafford, again, um, with the Rams is going to be big. And Eckler, I just love that dude. So I, I got kind of the best of everything. I got two proven players, and then I also got to draft the quarterback that I uh, initially wanted. I knew there was no way he was going to uh, – that Trevor Lawrence was going to fall to me at the four pick. Um, I was hoping, hoping, hoping that Fields would, and he did. So – yeah. yeah, nice. No, your team, your team's good. I got you ranked number one. I think you have a great team, and and you'll be able to, yeah, restock and keep it going. I feel like I should say thank you, but that seems. <laughs> At number two, I got Team K Diz. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, I I think that his team is set up uh, pretty well, especially at the running back position. Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris. Uh, and Daryl Henderson, I think, you know, kind of falling into Daryl Henderson, I don't think I – I'm not sure if I would have had him, you know, rated that high with that. Also, his uh, quarterbacks, he has Kyler Murray. He recently traded for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and then, again, kind of fell into the Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. So that kind of gave him some depth that I think he can run this year out. But I'm not sure – he could easily be a one-year wonder for me. That Aaron Rodgers trade should probably get spoken about at some point. Yeah, I have it down somewhere to talk about it, so we'll definitely have to bring it up. Uh, we'll have to, to look it up because it was Aaron Rodgers was given up and didn't Joe Griff traded him away. Yeah. Who's a, a big Aaron Rodgers fan? And it <laughs> happened right when there was still news that, that Aaron may not be coming back. It was yeah. kind of getting talked that yeah. – he wasn't coming back, but obviously we That's know how that ends. <laughs> but yeah, he traded him away, and he didn't get a quarterback back. <laughs> he did not receive a quarterback. He got Daryl Mooney, James Conner, and a 22 first, which gives Joe two first. But ugh, Aaron Rodgers yeah. in a super is flex, the MVP. Like, yeah. KD's also has Amari Cooper. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, Jarvis Landry, Devonta Smith, Corey Davis. So I just think he has just enough for his team to finish well. But I think his team 
won't be as good next year if he's not careful. Yeah. He also took two years ago in the draft, he had the number two pick overall in the rookie draft, and he took Jonathan Taylor instead of a quarterback. Yeah. And he had – he, the number one pick didn't take a quarterback either, so he had the pick of the litter. Um, he could have had Joe Burrow. He could have had Tua Tungvaloa. He could have had uh, Herbert. And Yeah, when you're shifting to Superflex leagues, and um, even though we'd already done a whole year at that point, um, it's, people are still really hesitant to value quarterbacks as high as they should in, in Superflex leagues. Like, quarterbacks are gold. I mean, when you have – there's only 32 of them that are going to be starting. So, and you need to fill two, two roster spots. It is, like, I just, I, I try to snatch them up as much as I can. <laughs> Especially in the settings that we use for our leagues. Quarterback touchdowns are worth six. Yep. Um, we give a bonus at 300 yards. I mean, quarterbacks in our leagues, I've in some leagues where the quarterback scores four points and they, you know, interceptions are worth negative four and different stuff like that where you can kind of get away with playing somebody else in your super flex spot because the quarterbacks don't. In our league, quarterbacks not only are gold because there's not any of them, they also score the most points. They score so a shit ton of points. if you try to put, you know, even a, some, even a good player, if you're putting Tyler, Boer, Tyler Boyd in your super flex, yeah. he is not yeah. getting close to what a quarterback – that's Teddy Bridgewater. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think that he will be okay this year having Teddy Bridgewater be his quarterback three, but I think he's getting a little thin there. Yeah, yeah. At number three, I have Blakey Mistakey. Defending champ. Blakey Mistakey is our defending champ right now. Um, at the running back position, he has Ezekiel Elliott and Derrick Henry. I mean, those two alone are great. Yeah. Um, I kind of bumped him down because he lost Travis Etienne. Mm-hmm. He, he drafted him this year, and that would have definitely helped him. And he doesn't have a lot of depth behind Zeke and Henry. Wide receivers, CeeDee Lamb, love CeeDee Lamb. Allen Robinson, just a target machine. Keenan Allen, gosh, another target machine. And then even Will Fuller, who is serving a one-game suspension. Yeah. But as your wide receiver four, Will Fuller, that's yeah. He also has Travis Kelsey, who, I mean, that just puts you up and above yeah. most other teams. You can just almost guarantee you're winning that weekly matchup at that position. It's huge advantage. Um, his quarterbacks, Justin Herbert and Tom Brady. Um, Tom Brady at, is he 44? Is that what I heard yeah, he's, I today? So. I think somebody said he's 44. So old. Gosh, that makes me like 75. <laughs> And he has Jared Goff, who serviceable number three, yeah. as long as nobody yeah. gets hurt. I had a really tough time deciding between four and five, so I actually went four A and four B. Okay. Four A, I went Joe Griff. He has Alvin Kamara, Chase Edmonds, Melvin Gordon, Mike Davis, Ronald Jones, Lenny Fournette. I don't like the running backs. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have a whole lot of whole lot of depth you know but beyond Camara, I mean it, it, you you have people that you can work into your starting lineup like I um I think Melvin Gordon still has a little bit but he's not going to finish the season out all the way you know yeah I think I think he has running backs that are serviceable if he plays them right he can get 
eight to ten points from them, and they're they're all crapshoots. So like every right. week you're gonna be, sure. you're gonna be looking For at sure. matchups. You're gonna be looking at if their O line has any injuries. You're gonna have to really really dissect who you're going to put in for your number two running back. Like, I, I don't mind doing all that for a flex position, but your number two running back, I, I like to be in a position where, like, my, my two starting running backs, they're locked in. You know? Every time, yeah. for sure. Yeah, Chase Edmonds, I am not a big fan. Joe really likes Chase Edmonds. Yeah. If he gets the job and keeps the job, yeah. he can be good. It's just one of those guys scares he's, me. he's shown us that he can produce, but, I, like, not consistently. And, and he's – a smaller player, he gets injuries, and you have Kyler Murray. Like, Kyler right. Murray's going right. to be running the ball. Right, he is the, yeah. <laughs> Mike Davis is a starting running back for Atlanta. I've soured on him the last few weeks. I just am worried that he's not going to come close to what he was doing and be used the way he was in Carolina. Carolina yeah. was a bad offense, though, and he did succeed, but I, I just – Well, Carolina's offense was built around Christian McCaffrey catching the passes, so they utilized Mike Davis the same way. Uh, Atlanta's offense is throw the ball to your wide receivers and hopefully now to your and tight hits. end. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it's not the same offense. Um, they did get their new coach who was the OC for um, the Titans previously, so they have a strong running history. Uh, but, you know, also Mike Davis isn't Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. If one of them takes over and becomes the guy, another good serviceable running back, but I don't know which one it's going to be, and I don't know if they know or if they care. Yeah. You know, one week it could be the hot hand, and so so his running backs scare me a little bit. Obviously, Alvin Kamara is good, but his wide receivers check a lot more boxes. Stephon Diggs is one of the top. Um, some idiot traded him A.J. Brown. <laughs> so he has, you know, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, Cortland Sutton. You must have made that trade with him because we know you had him. And Tyler Boyd. I think Tyler Boyd is going to put up a lot more numbers than people think he's going to. Mm-hmm. I think they saw, oh, my gosh, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. Yeah. Boyd's left for dead, but I don't – definitely Super not this not, year. Yeah. Definitely not this yeah. year. I think he'll be all right. And then Joe also just traded uh, – for his tight end, uh, he got Mark Andrews. So yeah. I think he'll be pretty good there. Um, he also, in that Aaron Rodgers trade we were talking about, he got a 22 first, so now he has two 22 first. I think if he gets his running backs correct, makes the right call, and the teams make it a little more obvious and say, okay, we are going to give Edmonds the ball, we are going to give Mike Davis the ball, I could see him finishing high. But if he doesn't put in the time to get those guys right, I think he could fall a little bit. Yeah, it's 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 the potential is there. You're right, but it's just not how I would want to run my team. Like having a, it, it sucks when you lose every week, but you win on your bench, and and he's it looks like he's got a lot of potential for that. So, um, you know, when you when you see, like, dang, if I would have just started, uh, if I would have just done this, and he absolutely has enough players that um, could hit or miss every week where that could happen frequently. Yeah. Or, or he could just make the right decision every right. week and run the table. And, and, and it's why I really did. I struggled between who should be at four and who should be at five because I put Trevor, I put T-Bay at 4B, mm-hmm. and his running backs are Run CMC and Nick Chubb. Yeah. I mean, right off the bat, yeah. I mean, that's exactly the guys you want to just lock in in your two spots. They're in there. You never think about it mm-hmm. again. Um, but then – 
His next is Raheem Mostert. Again, I like Mostert, but he gets hurt all the time. Yeah. Doesn't have much depth behind those two guys. So, though I think Joe has to work harder, I think the opportunity for Joe to have running backs that score points is there where I'm worried that if T-Bay gets an injury or anything like that, it won't, you know, he could be. And then his wide receivers, he has Tyreek Hill, which is, you know, top wide receiver, you're good to go. He has Tyler Lockett, who always ends up real high, but never does it super consistently. Yeah, he'll he'll win you a week for For sure. sure. And then, you know, you'll try to ride that for the next two weeks while he loses you. So, um I don't have a lot of shares of Tyler Lockett specifically because of that, um, which is which is weird because I do have a lot of shares of, of Debo, who he has in this league, but in my other leagues. And, and he's similar. It's like he'll break out and just just kick the shit out of a defense. Like he runs through – like him and Kittle, one of my favorite Kittle quotes is, I like to find somebody and run through their face and take their soul. And Debo kind of has that to him too, but when you play like that, you get hurt. But the difference is when Debo's hurt, you know not to start him. Lockett – will explode and then he'll disappear but he'll play all the snaps um so i uh, lockett's just one of those players where um he can uh he can make you cry yeah for sure and he also has lamar jackson matt ryan and kurt cousins as his quarterback um, so I think Trevor has the opportunity to do well. Yeah, he just acquired Lamar Jackson. That really put his team up in a different tier for me. So I really liked, uh, I really liked that trade that he did. And uh, now we're just going to go ahead and take a break and uh, thank our, our sponsors. So um, we're being brought to you by Fresh Hop Cinema. They're another podcast here in town. Uh, two buddies of ours uh, from the beer world. And, um, you know, their share of movies and craft beer, we've just been along their journey for, for years, and um, they spend a lot of time talking about their movies they go see every week, and then their beer. So uh, that's a podcast for you, and Max and Johnny will take you on a journey filled with beer reviews and movie reviews, and they've been extremely helpful in getting our show up and running. So give them a follow and check them out. Uh, once again, that's Fresh Hop Cinema. And you can find them on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, Max and Johnny, love you guys. Thanks for all your help. Um, going to Team 6, because we had 4A and 4B, I think, is my team. I have uh, kind of a, a balanced team, but I am right in the middle. And as they say, being in the middle is definitely a bad spot to be in Dynasty. But I think like I am kind of working my way up, so I'm not super mad about it. But um, running backs, Antonio Gibbs and DeAndre Swift, I love those guys, nice and young. I did have J.K. Dobbins, lost him for the year. That definitely hurts pretty bad. So in this league, do you have uh, On Johnson? I have On Johnson in 100% of my <laughs> leagues, except for the two redraft leagues that I just drafted this weekend. Um, I have 100% ownership of Carrion Johnson. Shocking. Yes. yes, he was my heart. He was my... You felt uh, hard for Carrion. Oh, man. You know, there was... So, Detroit hadn't had a 100-yard rusher <laughs> since, like, Barry Sanders or something like that. And I just happened to watch the game mm-hmm. where Carrion had a hundred yard rushing as a rookie oh, yeah. and had a great game, and it was just like, 
okay, this is the guy. Let's do it. I'm going to I'm going to get him everywhere. Yeah. And then stuff started happening, you know, where oh, you know, I didn't have 100% shares, but then he got released and I was like, "Oh man, he's going to go to Atlanta." Yeah. So I made another trade for him. And then, you know, he didn't and then so, yeah, I and it's I'm to a point in a couple of my dynasty leagues where I need somebody to drop and I just can't do it. Yeah, you fell hard. He left you at the altar, man. Was- yeah. <laughs> but he's not helping this team out, yep. so that's why I'm in sixth. I also have uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. And then the reason why I was – why I'm saying at six, I don't feel like I need to blow it up. I feel like I am on the way up. I'm just a little ways away. Um, Jamar Chase, yes. Michael Pittman, Brian Edwards, I'm, I'm happy with the young guns. You have a – shit ton of potential at youth in almost all your positions and I think what also is really holding your back your, your team back here is um, Deshaun Watson I mean you've got him right so if if he's Deshaun Watson on any team I mean even on the Texans he was amazing when he's playing so eventually when all this gets figured out and he's on a team uh, your team is going to be pretty pretty awesome yeah I mean, I really wanted Deshaun Watson. Um, I think I even sent you a trade once. Uh, you did. You did. Yeah, yeah. Your best friend loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Literally every single draft pick I had, um, including several first-rounders in 2023. Oh, yeah. I forgot uh, about that trade you did. Send. Yeah. That was hard. <laughs> I should have taken that trade. You I absolutely should have. I thought it through, and about 20 minutes later, I canceled it because it was a stupid trade. I really like Deshaun Watson as a player. Um, and I have him on one of my dynasty leagues, but in Superflex, I literally sent him every single draft pick that I have for the next four years. It was um, like 14, 15 Yeah, because I, I acquire picks, and, and it was in, for a player that's not even going to start on his team this year. That was Gosh, fun. I should have taken that. You trade. absolutely should have, Nick. <sighs> I, <laughs> I also have three 23 firsts and three 23 seconds. Um, so I do feel like my team is on the way up, and I feel like I'm not stuck in the middle. I'm just in the middle right now. Yeah, you, you're definitely going in the right direction. Um, but yeah, with the the youth at your wide receiver and running back positions, I I think you're going to be a really good team here. Uh, we're just going to kind of get through these last couple teams pretty quick, and then we'll see if anybody you know anything we need to touch on team number seven divisions team um he's in a great rebuild right now he's on his way up he has a lot of young rookie guys a lot of um rookie wide not rookie wide receivers young wide receivers dk metcalf t higgins you know chanel bateman um his running backs are young too javonta williams uh damian harris jd mckissick um and then he's got Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. He's also got a lot of picks. He yeah, is he, on his way up for sure. He's done the rebuild um, thing the correct way. He has acquired several first-round picks in the last two years, and then he has several coming up in the future as well. Um, now, if those draft picks pay off, I mean, he did do the smart thing. He took two uh, quarterbacks, so he's got Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow for the next forever and then he's got Dak also. So his three quarterbacks are top-notch. And, again, he got Joe Burrow at the 1-3 one, three one, because three. the other guys we I talked about better, guys. did not take quarterbacks. <laughs> uh, team 8, we got uh, Team AJ. 
he actually started off super hot. He took Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson yeah. and Russell Wilson bright and early. That's how he started. Yeah. Um, but then I feel like his wide receivers kind of started hurting him. Josh Jacobs was one of his first rookie picks. Great player, just not used to what he's mm-hmm. you know capable of. He has Miles Sanders. Again, great pick when he was drafted. Yeah. Has kind of fallen off. Um, he lost Cam Akers. That hurts him too. Wide receivers, he's got some good young ones. Scary Terry, Juju, Chase Claypool, Robbie Anderson. Um, But he traded Lamar, and now he has Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Trey Lance. So if Trey Lance doesn't – Trey Lance himself into what he's – all us hype boys want him to be. I mean, if Jimmy Garoppolo plays the way he – did in their Super Bowl run season, which is good enough in their winning, it's going to be really, really hard to switch out a, a, a winning starting quarterback, even for the fresh hotness that you drafted. Um, winning cures everything, so the hype and hunger from all the NFL fans right now, if, if Garoppolo's just killing it, they're, they're not going to yank him. Yeah, for sure. Team number nine, Team Deep. Um, he has he has Clyde Edwards-Alaire because he took him at 1-1 a few years ago when he should have taken a quarterback. David Montgomery, Kareem Hunt, Sonny Michelle. Um, a fine uh, – they're okay. Nothing, <laughs> nothing great, nothing bad. He does have Justin Jefferson, which is awesome. He has Devontae Adams, Adam Thielen. <laughs> he has your boy Antonio Brown. He's got him, man. But yeah. his quarterbacks are trash. Yeah, yeah. Um, he – it, it, it's difficult because you do have some assets and um, normally you would be saying, yes, trade them for draft picks. So you can draft quarterbacks, but then he didn't draft quarterbacks. So he did this last year um, and, uh, you know, now he's got one. He did. I was looking at last year's rookie draft and he, uh, he kind of got stuck. He picked, I think it was like one seven all the quarterbacks went right before or no he got mac jones actually right this so, year he did, yeah, yeah yeah he got mac yeah. jones so this year he i mean but still i guess i'm saying darnold mac mac jones yeah. so yeah. i think that of all the teams that should be in a rebuild i think that uh he's kind of the one that needs to do that yeah plus number 10 team maddie Saddy. Joe Mixon, Chris Carson, Trey Sermon. Um, again, bunch, fine. Bunch of twos. Yeah. You know? Like, so you can have three twos, and I, I don't know. You, I, I would definitely be trying to move those guys as well. Jerry Judy, love Jerry Judy, but then Kenny Galladay, Julio mm-hmm. Jones, Odo Beckham Jr., oh, Brandon Cooks, yeah. all guys that I would say try to move and get some draft picks. Yeah. Lots of – and – it, it's it's tough because there are so many that you're hoping can hit. Like, oh, if Brennan Cooks, you know, or oh, if Odell, you know, goes back to, or if Julio Jones. Like, there's so many, like, man, if they could just, um, then his team would be awesome. But they're, they're, at some point you just got to be okay with them not. You, you got you to gotta realize they're not going to do that. Yeah, I think that that is exactly what he needs to do and, um, he also has quarterbacks. He's got Zach Wilson and Jalen Hurts, some young guys that, you know, could do some stuff. And then he has, kind of sad to me, he has Jimmy G and Andy Dalton 
but he doesn't have Lance or Fields. <laughs> That's rough. So That's rough. He's got the two guys on the way out without either one of the guys on the way back. Yeah, yeah. Um, it should be a fun league, though, to do to do that. Do you think? Uh, do you think anybody's in in rebuild denial? Um, well, I mean, we used that term last week when we were talking about a specific team, but yeah. So, I mean, I think I think Matt said he's really got to take a long look in the mirror and try to utilize the assets he has to try to acquire draft picks for sure. I know he's uh, open to that. He does like getting draft picks. I've traded with him previously, and um, that's normally what he, he says he's targeting. So I like the mindset, but I think he's got some more to do. If if I were deep, um, I'd be trying to – I would definitely be trying to trade um, either uh, the running back position or, I mean, you, you want to hold on to your young um, – your young uh, wide receivers there, but if yeah. you can get a couple picks or something for that, then then I would try to do that and restock your quarterback position. So in, in Superflex, what I would ultimately be trying to do is restock my quarterback position first because they, if, if you hit on them, they last a long time. That's why I really like what uh, Dan is doing with his league. He's got quarterbacks that are going to be around for a really long time. You don't have to worry about that. Then you can focus on your uh, wide receivers because uh, they're going to be around for a bit, and then you fill out your, your running backs last. Well, I guess you still have to figure out your tight end position, but, you know, your you, tight end is such a fluid position, and they uh, blossom into their potential so much later that you can um, kind of find them along the way. So I would say both Matt and Deep probably need to take a look at what they're doing with their, with their rosters there. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure if anybody's in total rebuild denial, mm -hmm. like some of our other leagues, but definitely there's some people in quarterback denial yeah. or I guess I would say quarterbacks are important denial yeah <laughs> um, there's a couple teams also I think they're going to finish a little higher this year due to kind of some injuries where they ended up with Gus Edwards or you know different things and may think they're a competitor when in reality they're middle of the road yeah. but yeah I agree deep should definitely look into getting rid of Adams Antonio Brown Thielen uh, I think Matt should try to look and definitely look into getting rid of Galladay, Julio, Odo Beckham, Brandon Cooks. You know, yeah. obviously both should keep, you know, Justin Jefferson and Jerry Judy. Those guys are great. But, you know, I think some of the older guys, let's start getting some picks, start getting some younger guys. Yeah. You know, sell those guys to the teams I listed at the beginning that are up there near the top and yeah, want to win the ship. I'm going to be shopping. You're not, <laughs> you know, you're not in the place to win the ship, so set yourself up to be in a couple years. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's it for us, yeah? That sounds, uh, it sounds about right, man. It's yeah, thanks show. for listening, everybody. Um, give us a follow and review at iTunes. Um, all iTunes reviews will be shouted on the show. Thanks for checking us out, and hope everyone's enjoying a beer with it. And... We got football tonight, man. Fucking football. All right, let's end this so we're one step closer to football for the All day. All right. <laughs> Deuces. Peace out, guys.